0: Hello, and welcome back to Low Definition, our ongoing experiment wherein we attempt to prove that words are weird and dumb, and should probably be banned and replaced with something less ridiculous. However, the episode we recorded entirely in interpretive dance turned out not great, so for the moment we appear to be stuck with them. I'm your host, Steve Lutz, and I'm joined by six veritable word experts whom, I'm told, use words regularly in both their personal and professional lives. All right, so my goal is to manage to produce more than one episode this year, and that means I need to streamline my process a bit. So I've farmed out the onerous task of introducing our players to OpenAI's ChatGBT chatbot.
1: I'm told it's right at the cutting edge of advanced artificial (laughs) intelligence technology,
0: so I'm sure it'll do a bang-up job. Um, Let's see. All right, a game show... Contestant introduction for Brian Hamilton. This is streamlined. There we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, you're doing it right um. now. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Live. introducing AI. brian hamilton a dedicated family man and avid trivia buff who's ready to put their knowledge to the test for a chance to win big with a passion for history and a love of puzzles brian <laughs> hopes to outsmart the competition and take home the grand prize let's give them a warm welcome as they step up to the podium
1: uh, there's uh, no
0: actual podium ooh, here
2: uh, also no, no prize there's to supposed be of, prizes? But,
0: but, but welcome brian there's supposed to be prizes oh god <laughs> when was i gonna get one <laughs> I hope the family's doing well, by the way. I give my regards to Myrtle and the twins. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see, moving on. Introducing Chip Sutterth, a tech-savvy engineer who's ready to put his problem-solving skills to the test. Chip's passion for technology and love of puzzles make him a formidable competitor in any challenge. With his quick thinking and attention to detail, he's determined to outsmart the competition and take home the grand prize. Let's give a warm welcome to Chip as he steps up to the podium. Still no podium, but hello, Chip.
3: Hi, I think i 'm going to have to sue you and the AI industry because that was clearly cribbed from my personal notes yeah, I, mean, that it's, I posted it's to the internet for everyone to see
0: <laughs> it 's uncanny uh, how well this thing mar- farms personal data um, let 's see next up, introducing Shelly brisbane, a self proclaimed foodie and travel enthusiast who's ready to take on the competition. Shelly's love for trying new foods and exploring different cultures is sure to give her an edge in any challenge that comes her way. With her outgoing personality and competitive spirit, she's determined to come out on top. Let's give a big welcome to Shelly as she steps up to the podium.
4: Hello, Shelly. I wish you guys would get out of my way at the podium. I'm standing here with a bowl of kimchi and I'm finding it annoying that you are all in my way.
0: We've only got one podium, folks. Come on. Let's, let's make room for everybody. I like to just assume I there's a I noticed that you're not, you're not particularly interested in the <laughs> grand prize, which I appreciate. I mean, oh, there's a
4: prize? Oh, right. There's a prize. I don't believe you. I don't believe you and your AI friend. Prize is
0: a
5: mm-hmm. lie. Mm-hmm.
0: Moving on. Introducing Glenn Fleischman, a tech-savvy journalist <laughs> and writer who's ready to put his knowledge to the test. With a passion for technology and a love of learning, Glenn is always eager to take on new challenges. He's determined to outsmart the competition and take home the grand prize with
1: his quick
5: thinking and attention to detail. Let's give a big welcome to Glenn as he steps up to the podium. Hey, I know that's fake because they didn't call me evil.
0: <laughs> no, but they at least found you somewhere in their big database, that's uh, true. a tech-savvy journalist and writer, although, that's me. you know, that, that could be just about anybody. But at any rate, uh, who's next?
4: It could next? Be just, just about anybody, right? <laughs>
0: Introducing Monty Ashley, a former teacher and lifelong learner. Wow, good job, Monty, who's ready to put his knowledge to the test. Monty's passion for education and love of trivia make him a formidable competitor in any challenge. With his quick thinking and attention to detail, he's determined to outsmart the competition and take home the grand prize. Let's give a
6: warm welcome to Monty as he steps up to the podium. Speaking of weird and dumb and should probably be replaced by something less ridiculous...
1: Huh? I don't that's know a, what you're referring a, that's to. That's a
6: thing
0: you said earlier. It's a callback. Oh, good point. Good point. Good point. That was that seems like it was an hour ago. How many points do we get for callbacks? Mm, I don't know. I have to work that out. It's hard. Yeah, sort of I spreadsheet. can win
4: games. Callbacks are my life.
0: So start a tab. And, Lastly, introducing Lex Friedman, a podcast host and trivia enthusiast who's ready to put his knowledge to the test. Lex's love for learning and entertaining make him a great addition to the game show. With his quick wit, sharp mind, and great sense of humor, he's determined to outsmart the competition and take home the grand prize. Let's give a big welcome to Lex as he steps up to the
5: podium. Hello, words. <sighs> wow. Wow. I, I asked uh, I asked ChatGPT to write a, re, a, a reply to your ridiculous introduction. It said, "Thanks for the introduction, but let's get to let's get down to the real business of winning some prizes." Yeah, <laughs> <That's
4: right>. prizes.
5: <laughs> no Everybody joke. ChatGPT thinks I'm a prize. foodie,
4: but doesn't know I'm a <laughs> Journalist or whatever else the rest of you guys were. Okay, fine. That's, well, that's also okay. you
0: literally are the only person who is not interested in outsmarting the competition <laughs> <and> to <stealing laughs> the grand prize. she's much <laughs> too smart for that. Instead, exactly. trying to figure out how I became the only engineer in the bunch. Instead, shelly is determined to come out on top. So you know.
4: The rest okay. of you guys will be crushed.
0: Amazing. Yes, that's right. Uh, and if you had any concerns about Skynet achieving consciousness, I think you can put those fears to bed for at least a little while, guys. That was not good. Okay. Go
2: to bed, Glenn's fears.
0: By the way, <laughs> it should also be noted, since uh, ChatGPT did not, that Lex won on our most recent episode. So. He's going for the fabled repeat tonight, hoping to join the ranks of David Lohr, Philip Moselak, Dan Morin, uh, Chip Sutterth, and uh, I don't know, probably some other people too. I guess it's not that big a deal. It happens all the time. Uh, Never (laughs) mind. But good luck anyway, Lex. Thank you. By the way, those introductions, disappointing as they were, were read in order of play, as determined by a computerized service that will never disappoint you, random.org.
5: Random. random word. Word. we bring, the random to. I thought everyone else was going to sing that part.
6: <laughs> that was their signature cacophony. It's replaced <laughs> the jingle. To
5: you. That's right. It is uh, right. appropriately random. I'm the only one who sings the verse. All right. Okay. Well That's done, everybody.
0: Uh, Random.org, providing (laughs) burial and cremation services for John and Jane Doe's for over 40 years. We're your one-stop disposal shop for mystery cadavers. And now, try our new night deposit bins. We are Random.org. Oh. Oh, dear. It it appears I've accidentally read the ad copy for Rando.Morg.
1: My apologies. (laughs) I will strive to be better
0: in the future.
6: It was pretty exciting when they added the dot extension, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it really was.
1: It just a little specialized.
5: Seems specialized, but you know, then here's how it gets used. You can't have enough top level domains. Uh, so here's how we play low
0: definition. In each, uh, no, listen up, Chip, because I know you've forgotten. Uh, in <laughs> each round, I will present you with an obscure word and ask you to send me a definition for that word. If you think you know the correct definition, send me that, and if you're right, you'll get an immediate three points. If you don't know the correct definition, send me a plausible-sounding fake definition. I will then read all the fake definitions along with the real one, and you'll each have a chance to guess which one is real. You receive two points for guessing the correct definition, and one point for each other player who guessed your fake definition. Uh, We play until somebody reaches 18 points, or we arbitrarily declare a final round because our brains have begun to leak out of our ears. Oh and uh one final detail if nobody gets the correct definition in a round, your host, hey that's me, will Ooh. receive five points. That means if you totally muff it four times, I win the game and everyone else goes home chastened and sad, and without so much as a copy of our home game to lessen the sting. So I knew I'm already home it.
6: chastened and sad. <laughs> that's a <good>
0: <laughs> Point. <laughs> You're miles ahead of everybody. Uh so don't blow it. Okay, who's ready to outsmart the competition and take home the grand prize? I'd like to step up to the podium, please. All right, let's step up to the podium, Glenn, and everybody else, for round one. And the word for round one is pandiculate. Pandiculate. That's spelled P A N D I C U L A T E. Pandiculate. pandiculate. Please, won't you send me your definitions for the word pandiculate? And now...
5: I'm already trying to predict what Brian will write because it starts pan.
0: <laughs>
5: yeah, this has a 3 out of 10 on the
0: pan in the thing quotient.
5: <laughs> oh, you've got a scale. That's good. That's new. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. All of the definitions are in for the round one word, which was pandiculate. I will now read them, and when I'm done, you'll get a chance to choose amongst them. <laughs> Pendiculate. 1. The motion of a pendulum swinging in multiple dimensions. 2. The diffusion of a sound that bounces among audio channels. 3. To select everything on a multiple choice question. 4 to speak in a way that everybody can understand 5 to fully stretch the torso and arms while yawning 6 an utterance by a demon usually in latin and 7 to gesture aggressively with both hands without speaking those are your options for the word pandiculate. And the first to get to guess amongst them is Brian Hamilton. Steve.
2: Steve, where's the podium? I can't find
0: Steve. <laughs> Steve <laughs> can you forget me? Look, look under the <laughs> desk, Brian. It's
6: oh, very small. down.
1: Whew,
2: thank you. Oh, thank you. I had to be invited down. That's why I couldn't find it. Um <clears throat> I wish I could choose every one of these in this multiple choice question, but instead <laughs> but I'm can't. going to pick um
0: I think I made that clear in the rules, Brian, one per customer.
2: <laughs> I'm going to choose fully stretch the torso while yawning.
0: Okay. Next guesser is
2: Chip.
3: I, can, can everyone understand me? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, I mean, you, yes.
4: Well,
3: am, I, am I speaking in a way that everyone can understand? <laughs> Sometimes. I choose to speak in a way that everyone can understand.
0: That's great, Chip. I think you should definitely do that. Would you like to choose an answer?
3: I choose to speak in a way that everyone can understand. Uh, That's great. It's not being clear enough for me. A very
5: positive move.
6: There's Uh, a quotation mark between choose and two, and another one. (laughs) I'm
5: pandiculating, all right? (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Not, not, well, we don't have video on, so it's okay. I'm just pandiculating with you, Chip. I I got it the first time.
0: Uh, So that brings us to Shelly.
4: I will also choose torso stretching.
5: Okay. Next up is Glenn. I like the notion of gesturing. Wait, what was the one about gesturing aggressively? Tell me that one, please. To gesture aggressively with both hands without I like speaking. It. Although I think it would be more like ambidiculate, but maybe that's the wrong language combination. I'm going to pick. Family show, Glenn. Oh, sorry. Hey, um, <laughs> I'm going to pick. Boy, I don't want to go. I don't want to to pile up on, on Chip and Shelly, but, uh, gosh, sound, I think I'm going to pick, I, I, uh, uh, I think I'm going to pick speak a, a way that everyone can understand. Okay. Not that anyone could, not that anyone can understand what I just said. What? Uh, okay. uh, next up is Monty.
0: Big stretch. Uh, fully stretch the torso and arms while yawning, please. Okay. You got it, dude. <laughs> uh, and that leaves us with Lex.
6: Uh, I couldn't decide if they were saying yawning or laurel, but I'm going to go with fully stretched while yawning. <laughs>
2: wow. Timely sick
3: reference. <laughs> makes, me,
6: makes me feel
5: blue and gold. <clears throat> That's a dangerous this game you're playing. The podcast will be
4: released two and a half years ago. <laughs>
0: everybody's piled on to two answers. Um, so let's start with this one. Uh, Chip and Glenn both thought that pandiculate might mean to speak in a way that everyone can understand. Uh, I hope you understand this when I say that that is Brian Hamilton's answer. So, no, you're welcome. Two points I'll Brian for a that. Poop.
4: Oh, thank nice. you, everyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, what did
4: Brian say? I didn't
1: quite.
2: I didn't quite understand
4: it. Yeah.
0: Moving on. Uh, that leaves us with one mm-hmm. other answer, which everybody else uh, voted for, uh-oh, and uh-oh. that would be Brian, uh, Shelley, Monty, and Lex. They all thought that uh, to pandiculate was to fully stretch the torso and arms while yawning, and they were correct. That is the correct Uh-oh. definition for pandiculate. Mm, yes. So,
6: wow, points every which way. So many craziness. When you have to stop being afraid of everybody being on one answer if it's the right answer. <laughs> it's sometimes
5: it's burned me in the past, though. You know, right. Glenn, I, uh, stay afraid. Stay afraid, Glenn. I like to stay very afraid. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay, so after the first round, um, let's see, what are we
5: who, doing here? Who was gesture aggressively? I like that one a lot. That was me! That was very nice, Lex. That was Lex.
0: All right, so uh, after one round, uh, we have in the lead Brian <laughs> Hamilton with four points. Shelly, well, Monty, and Lex are all tied for second with two points each. Wow. And everybody else is still on the starting blocks, but hey, it's just round one. Plenty friendship. of more dumb words to, to, uh, to follow.
2: What's the next dumb word?
0: Let's move on to the next dumb word. Which (laughs) is, please. A, it's not as dumb as some of the other words because this one was provided to us by Listener Gwendolyn. Thank you, Listener Gwendolyn. Listener Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn. Anyway, uh, so this is the word for round two Zardozzi.
5: (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Is how I would like to pronounce this word, but I'm pretty sure it's Zardozzi, But it is still spelled Z A R. D O Z I.
5: Zardozi. Incredible.
0: Please send me your definitions for the word Zardozi. Now. Listener
5: Gwendolyn has outdone herself.
4: <laughs> she has. That's impressive.
5: That's incredible. Zardozi. That's a, that's a Zardozi of a red bikini you're wearing, Sean. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> that's pretty good.
4: Yeah, it was. <laughs>
0: The definition is evil. <laughs> <laughs> What's good then, Chip? <laughs> all right, all of the words are in for, all of the definitions are in for the round two word, which was Zardozi. I will read them now. One, finely chopped spices mixed with lentils. Two, a type of watch band used with high-end luxury watches. 3. A European clown with a white nose, as opposed to an American clown with a red nose. 4. Elaborate embroidery with metallic thread and gems. 5. A kaleidoscopic pattern. 6. Something not in any way local. Often used to indicate something foreign or even non terrestrial. Or seven, a motorized device used to clear a roadbed of skeletal remains. <laughs> <laughs> mm, all excellent. Wow. Wow. Believe it or not, one of those is the actual definition for the word Zardozi. I don't And nope. uh, I would like Chip now to tell me which one it is. What you think, Chip?
3: I desperately want it to be a device used to clear a roadbed. But instead of oh, manifest going that, Chip, to- make it happen. No, no, I'm going to I'm going to
0: go with the embroidery. Okay. Chip gets the embroidery. Uh next up is Shelly.
4: Could you read the Choice about uh, foreign European. Clearly, I'm American, so I'm only small numbers of words penetrate my thick cranium. Well, okay, we've got something
0: not in any way local, often used to indicate something foreign or even no, non terrestrial. There was, a, there
4: was a, the later one, Ooh. like I think it was number six. That Uh-oh. was the later one. What was it? Uh oh. Yep. Okay. That was also uh, that number must... six. We I also had the you.
0: European clown with a white nose. Okay, as I, I, I to did an in fact mean the not in nose.
4: any way local. Let us, let us take that.
0: Okay.
5: It's all yours. Unless Glenn joins you, and then you'll have to share. Glenn? Uh, well, the, the device to clear a roadbed of skeletal remains is, of course, a bamboozie, so that's obviously not true. Um, I do like me some lentils, but uh, gosh. You're um, telling me. Oy. <laughs> you've been in the same room with me, you know. Um, can you tell me the one about the embroidery again, please? Sure. Elaborate embroidery with metallic thread and gems. I just like the sound of that one. I'm going with it. Okie dokie. Even if it's an elaborate embroidery of lies. Could be. Uh, What do you think, Monty?
6: Uh, I concur with my colleagues Chip and Glenn that it is an elaborate embroidery with metallic threads and gems. Okay. Lex, how about
0: you? You want to hop on the embroidery train or you got something else in mind?
6: The, the lentils really threw me. Finely chopped spices wasn't enough, but then the lentils almost convinced me. But I, I, I think, you know what? I'm going to jump on the elaborate embroidered train. <laughs> okay. Train's getting awfully crowded. But I really, man, if it's lentils, if it's not lentils, my hat's off to the lentil provider. The lentils really threw me, by the way. It needs to be the title of your autobiography.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, and that leaves us with Brian oh god
2: first of all i want to to credit the writer of the european clown because we also learned about american clowns with red noses that would have been Mm -hmm. what i chose but it's not a european clown i don't think um i'm going with the lentils i think i'm gonna step away from the embroidery train and uh just sit there alone with my bowl of lentils
0: (laughs) okay well there we go again (laughs) everybody's piled onto one answer uh, except for Shelly, who went her own way. Good for you, Shelly. And Brian. She's, 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 she's not interested in that grand prize like the rest of you guys.
4: Or maybe I am. Mm. Mm. She's mm. taking the
0: roundabout way to get to it, though. So let's start with that one. Uh, Chip, Glenn, Monty, and Lex all thought that zardozi might be elaborate embroidery with metallic thread and gems. Got it in one. It. And they were exactly correct. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> ah. Obviously, these fake answers are faulty because uh, not enough people are being pulled away from these fake real answers, answers. Are faulty. Uh-huh. Thanks, listener Gwyn. And no, it is clearly the children who are wrong. Um, <laughs> Reference acknowledged. That leaves uh, Shelley, who thought that uh, Zardozzi might be something not in any way local, often used to indicate something foreign or even non-terrestrial. That actually was Lex's answer. So
6: mm, good job, Lex. Lex. Thank
0: you. And Brian Hamilton, who thought that uh, Zardozzi might be finely chopped spices mixed with lentils. That was actually a concoction of Glen's.
6: So, um, mmm. Delicious.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Take my point. All right. We're Add all going over to, to
4: Glen's for lentils later. So, mm, wow, points, Glentils, points all over the place.
6: You will.
0: After two rounds, <laughs> uh, no, uh-oh, it looks like Lex is shooting for that repeat. He's in the lead with five points. What? Mm. Uh, Brian and Monty are close on his heels with uh, four points each. They're tied for second. Get off my heels. Uh, Glenn is all by himself in fourth place with three <laughs> points. Chip Uh-oh. and Shelly each have two points. They're tied for fifth. I have nothing yet, but that's fine. Maybe
6: in round three. Um, I just, rooting for you. I have a question: Was whoever wrote a motorized device to clear a road of skeletal remains was that a riff on a Zamboni? Because Zamboni already has bone in the name. That's what you <laughs> should be using on skeletal remains. I mean,
1: maybe. That was really good. <laughs> we'll never and know who wrote point. it. I guess
6: we'll never know.
5: I also want to postulate the Monty-Ashley problem, much like the Monty-Hall problem. I just realized that uh, you made a powerful suggestion earlier that I didn't fully appreciate, which is that the more people – here's the Monty-Ashley conjecture, as I would propose it for you Mm – is that the more people, as a round goes on, that select the same answer, the more likely it is to be true, of course, which I should have recognized, because unless that person is sabotaging themselves by not trying to select the correct answer, they're going to be in the same train. Although we absolutely have seen that happen before, where somebody uh, sees
0: the tide yeah. is starting to roll in that, that direction. That it's would be me in su- the
5: very first low definition in the very <laughs> yeah. first round. That was me. Yeah, it's very <laughs> satisfying when you get away with it. Mm-hmm. Not so satisfying when you fumble and you're the only one that picked your own answer. Oh, no. I've done yeah, that too.
4: All right. So
0: let's move on to Lound. Lound. Okay, sure. Let's move sure. on to Lound lounge Flea. Um, and the word Fair for, for Lound Flea is, uh, is lacustrine lacustrine. That's spelled L-A-C-U-S-T-R-I-N-E. Lacustrine. Please send me your definitions for the word lacustrine now.
5: How is that spelled again? Oh, I'll just look in the chat. Oops. There we go. Oh. Oh, it's spelled like that. Okay. Yeah, it's not. There should not be a D
0: on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not spelled like that. All right. I was in such a hurry to head Custric. Lex off at the pass for ratting me out. I said nothing. That I mistyped. No, but you were thinking of You were definitely thinking it. Guy wins one game show and he thinks he can rag the host.
4: <laughs> I mean, isn't that the way it works?
0: Hmm. All right. All of the definitions are in for the round three word, which was lacustrine. So here they are. Take them and like them. (laughs) Don't tell me what to do. You know you did. One. Pertaining to public rail transit systems. Two. From Greek mythology, a family strangled by snakes. (laughs) Three. Of or relating to coal mining. Four. A flowering plant with deep and aggressive roots. Five. languorous semicolon, decadent. Oh. Six. Of or relating to the <laughs> digestive system. Or seven. Of relating to, formed in, living in, or growing in, lakes. Those are your options for the word lacustrine. And our first guesser for this round is Shelley.
4: Golly. Um, Despite the construction of the answer, which I sort of find excessive, I'm going to say... Of relating to in, under, around, whatever lakes.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, a lake tourist.
5: That brings us to Glenn. Uh my immediate response was that coal mining was the correct answer. So I'm just going with it without any additional thought. Go with it, Glenn. Ha, Go with Coal it. mining. Lean heavily into coal mining.
0: Uh next up is Monty. That sounds right to me. I'm going coal mining too.
6: All right. Uh-oh, or hooray! That brings us to Lex. As Shelley knows, one of my most popular nicknames is Lakes Friedman, so I'm going to go with that.
4: <laughs> Not Lakes God. Friedman, though. Friedman, uh, I, I move that
6: I move that Lex
5: be barred from the show forever. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn does.
1: <What>? <laughs> <laughs> I was, That's I the most G- taken G- back I've ever heard you, Lex. <laughs>
0: I cannot say Lake Speedman. You absolutely should be taken (laughs) aback by that. Glenn is calling for your head. Uh, Next up is Brian.
2: Ah, God. Why'd you put me in this position? Mm. (laughs) I was so...
5: Brian, you've been a bad boy. Just (laughs) pendiculate a little bit. You'll feel much better.
2: I was so convinced by Glenn saying, oh, I think coal mining is correct, so I'm going to go with it. And then it reminded me. Uh oh, Glenn What's certainly happening? has. Are you going to go with lentils again? <laughs> I ate my lentils this morning, so I know of which I speak. Um. Oh no. Oh no. I... <laughs> I'm going with uh decadent.
5: All right. Glenn We're not doing a spread. Decadent. Oh, no, we are spread. doing a spread. We doing a spread. A little spread. Light. So butter. far. Shmear. Shmear. It's like oh. a margarine. Oh. I, vote, I vote Lex is back on the show. <laughs> it's oleo at this Wait,
4: point. Wait, is that a thing we could vote on?
5: <laughs> Oleo's is a spread, right? That's Apparently. a real thing, right? Yeah. it's not yeah. something Olio. I dreamed. Oleo. Two forms of the spelling.
0: Oleo. Okay. Exist. Next up is
3: Chip. I hate to do this, Steve, but I've got to ask you to recite the entire lakes <gasps> definition again. <Please>. Sure.
0: <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> of relating to. Formed in, living in, or growing in, lakes.
6: You want it again, but slower? Whether real or not, it is the funniest definition by a wide margin. (laughs) It is beautiful, and I want
3: to honor the definer, but I'm going to the coal mines.
4: Okay. Working in a coal mine. Coal mining
2: is Glenn's answer. Just
1: know
0: it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, why don't we start with... Um, Brian Hamilton, who thought that languorous semicolon decadent might be the definition of lacustrine. That, in fact, was a definition produced by Chip. So, point to Ooh, Chip for that.
6: Nice. Congratulations, Chip! Excellent semicolon work.
0: Yeah, I, I must admit, I bullied him into that semicolon. He originally had a <laughs> comma there, so I apologize if that is what pushed wow, you, there anybody grandma, away grammar from grammar that answer. grammar
4: back answers. and forth, thumbs My on goodness. the
2: scales. I tell you.
0: Oh my God! <laughs> However, if that's what attracted Brian to that answer, then I take full credit for that. Five points in hockey terms—that would be the assist. Yeah, that's—I uh, used the Zardazzi to, uh, to smooth the ice before assisting. <laughs> uh, let's see: Glenn, Monty, and oh, no. Chip all thought that Lacustrine might be of or relating to coal mining. Uh, good effort, Monty, picking your own answer there. Uh, but, job. Uh, oh! <laughs>
1: nice job, buddy.
5: Wow. Wow. Some... Good work. Good work. But uh,
0: yeah, didn't take in everybody, but you, you did maybe get Chip. I don't know. It's possible he was lured in by you. Uh, and that leaves Shelley and Lex, both of whom thought Lacustrine might be of, relating to, formed in, living in, or growing in lakes. And that is exactly the correct wow. definition oh! for the word Lacustrine. Oh, which wow. I did not write myself. I pulled that from some reference source somewhere. So It's really funny. I mean, I almost
4: I, chose I, differently just because I was like, that, that smacks of something that somebody like fake. me would have written in a mere moments <laughs> that we had. I,
6: I picked it because Lake sounds like the first syllable of Lacoste. Oh, <laughs> yep.
4: I didn't even think about that, but you know.
0: All right, so after three rounds, Lex is still in the lead with seven points. Monty Woo-hoo. is close in second with six. Mm. <laughs> uh tied for third with four points each brian and shelly tied for fifth with three points each chip and glenn Ooh. i got nothing everybody seems to be hopping on the correct answer wow so uh yeah what you gonna do i know what i'd do i'd stop doing uh questions with words and switch oh. to something different numbers seven a, that's it. right
5: that's figures right. <laughs> images
0: no actually this is a round called you'll celebrate anything uh As anybody who has had contact with the internet is aware, the calendar is chock full of dumb made-up holidays. And today, January 18th, as we record this, is no exception. Uh, Now, of course, everybody knows that today is National Winnie-the-Pooh Day, uh, National Peking Duck Day, and Museum Selfie Day, but it's also another holiday that is particularly beloved by players and listeners of low definition. And as I'm sure you're all wearing your festive hats and gearing up for tonight's traditional naked wassailing, it should be easy for you to send me the name of this very special day. So please send me the name of this best holiday in all the year and now.
2: Is that it? You, that's
0: any it. other information? No, just that it's, it's, it's a holiday that's... waiting for that's you to put the date in the Zoom chat. Beloved by players and listeners of low definition. More so than perhaps National Winnie the Pooh Day. I I can't hear that. Um, I, I need to read it on, in the Zoom chat, please. What's that, January 18th? Thank you. <laughs> Is this some sort of weird affliction you have where you're unable to hear dates in spoken? <laughs> I wanted to make sure I got the date right. <laughs> All right, all of the dumb fake holidays are in, and uh, one of these dumb fake holidays is, I guess, sort of a real holiday. At least it shows up on several sites on the internet claiming that today is that holiday, so uh, pick that one, and not the other dumb fake holidays that people just made up just now. Uh, So here we go, January 18th.
1: Is it, one, Board Game Day? Two, National Independent Brewery Day?
0: 3 Everglades Appreciation Day 4 National Multisyllabic Word Day <laughs> 5 National Thesaurus Day 6 International Postal Union Day or 7 National Dried Beef Day
1: <laughs> mm.
0: One of these really is a day that somebody is trying to make into a holiday. And uh, the first person to guess which one it is,
5: is Glenn. Wait, what? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't prepared for this. My okay. math had led me astray. Uh, I don't think it's a boring enough time of the year to do board game day. I think you need to be, these to me, the doldrums at some point. Um I mean, a lot of and people are like locked in their cabins in the frozen north right now. So I want to think that uh, is true. I want to think that the 18th has something to do with something, but I can't think what that is. What's another uh, term for National Thesaurus Day? No, nope, that joke's been overdone. Um, <laughs> and it's been said once. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> by my count, that's right. That's a fast moving, uh, fast moving joke right there. Some of these are very banal, which I think is well done by those who participate. Um, some of your jokes are old before other people have even I, put their shoes on, Glenn. I just, you know, I'm not going to win tonight, so I'm going with National Dried Beef Day because I like the sound of that. I think that's National a great day good title. National Dried Beef Day. It is. Yeah, people. it's not, not even beef jerky. It's dried beef. I think it's Well, sounds Sure. Great. I mean, there are gonna other types of dried beef out there besides give jerky. Give me, give me that day. All right. Yes, screw
0: it's that. Yours. Moist National beef. Dried Beef Day. Shall henceforth be Glenn Glenn Fleischman's <laughs> no, holiday. No moist beef.
4: Glenn Fleischman Dried Beef Day. That's, that's through the right. scan
0: somehow. It's like, it's like Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Indeed. Uh, next up is Monty. Uh, well, Steve, as you know, I am a lifelong educator.
6: That's true. <laughs> I've heard that about you. <laughs> and that means I would know if it were a multisyllabic word day or a thesaurus day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's not, I think. Um, I would say it's Everglades Appreciation Day.
0: Well, okay, good. Sure. You know what? That's a pretty good swamp. Yeah, I can't think of any better ones. Drain
6: the swamp. Okie
0: Pinokie? Oki well, Pinoki real is pretty good. Oh perilously close to a florida man however i mean nobody would be dumb enough to make a holiday appreciating a fake swamp come on <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> all right next up is
6: lex uh i literally while glenn took 25 minutes to give his answer played eeny meeny miny Mo <laughs> with the three that i thought it could be pardon I, I actually thought I did, that was pretty pithy for him <laughs> i did eeny, meeny between uh board game day brewery and thesaurus and landed on thesaurus okay and I was going to make the same joke that Glenn did. Yep. But mm-hmm. no, I can't. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It's too late. It's old.
2: All right, Brian. Hmm, what's another word for National Thesaurus Day? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny oh, again. It's back. It's hilarious.
5: It's a callback do that sometimes. Yep. Not I'm in this going, case, but sometimes they repetition do. Repetition is hilarious.
2: I'm trying to figure out which ones of these are people metagaming and picking what Steve would pick. So I think Brewery Day, Thesaurus Day, Multisyllabic Word Day, those are all out. Hmm. I'm torn between Everglades Appreciation Day and Board Game Day. I'm going with Board Game Day. What the heck?
0: Okay. Board Game Day for Brian. Uh, that brings us to Chip.
3: I really appreciate the Everglades. Do you?
1: I do.
0: Okay. Would you like Genuinely. to join Monty in your appreciation of the Everglades on this day?
3: Absolutely. Let's get on one of those airboat fan things. Sure. <laughs>
0: Let's get on one of those airboat That's fan things. That's a term. Uh, Shelly, would you also like to get on one of those airboat fan things?
4: Would not. Okay. <laughs> like, like others, I have jokes. Unlike them, I will save them for later and okay. choose Thesaurus Day.
0: Pick your spots. That's what Shelly's all about. That's right. National Thesaurus Day. Okay. She's also about that. Okay. Well, uh, let's start with Brian, who went with Board Game Day. That actually was Lex's answer, so one more point to Lex. Oh, Whoa, nice Lex. Brian. Next we have uh, Monty and Chip, both of whom thought Everglades Appreciation Day might be today. Oh, it's very tough. That was Brian's answer, so... <laughs> oh, Brian. Ah.
4: Well Brian.
0: Yeah, not sure how that's a particularly favored holiday of low-definition players, but... Uh, you know.
5: It is now. It's like a lake, but it has
0: trees in it, too. Oh, good point. Wait, what? Okay, sure. Old, old ghost orchids. Because
4: we all like lakes. I'm glad you lakes. spoke, oh, Glenn, is because you're rampant?
0: up next. Glenn, you Uh-oh. thought that January 18th might be National Dried Beef Day. Yay! God, I wish it was. I would be so awash in dried beef right now if that were the case. <laughs> but no, I have chicken in front of me, sadly. Uh, but uh, Chip's happy because that was his answer. Oh, good job, I Chip. to be Chip because it's chipped beef. Chipped beef. <laughs>
4: chipped beef isn't good. dried, though.
0: Which is the opposite of dried, really. It is true. It's awash in goo. <laughs> A wash and goo. Speaking of a wash and goo, uh, Shelley and, goo. and Lex both thought that uh, January 18th might be National Thesaurus Day. Uh, awesome, wonderful, very good, both of you, because that is today, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> January 18th, is National Thesaurus Day, according to some wow. yahoos on the internet who make wow. websites about such things. But
6: there's only one thesaurus.
0: Uh, to, uh, huh? Just Roger's, right? We'll appreciate. Okay, Well, appreciate that then. Why, why are you hey, hey, hey appreciate thesaurus. that, would you? Appreciate that. I'm appreciating it. I'm appreciating it. Back off. Monty, the fact that there's only one I'm gonna thesaurus. I'm going to off.
5: I'm going to step away. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to get out of your face. <laughs> the fact that there's only one thesaurus prevents us from having to
0: use the word thesauri in a joking manner. So or that's... perhaps
4: there's another thesaurus that's trying to raise its profile that we don't even know exists. Oh. By the way, in case you were wondering, January 18th was chosen
0: as the date for National Thesaurus Day because that is, in fact, Peter Marc Roget's birthday in, 19- oh, in 1779. Well, Sure. Oh, all right.
4: If only
5: yeah. it studied harder. harder.
0: I guess if you're going to have a holiday, did not know that. I guess if you're going to have a holiday to celebrate the birth of Jesus, you might as well have one to celebrate the birth of Roger. After all, he died for our synonyms. Oh, nice work, yeah. thank you. Wow. Nice
6: work. He well, does have some really good, good ovoid. Artwork that I think is truly fantastic. I call it the the Fab Roger's Egg. So I just oh. want to put that out there. Wow. wow. Okay, now you are banned. Away, away. I was going <laughs> to say.
4: I mean, such a such a good one, and then followed by another one. By the way,
0: today is also National <laughs> Michigan Day, uh, National Forest Day, a day dedicated to celebrating people named Forest. <laughs> and in Canada. A weedless Wednesday, so if you're visiting the Great White North and wondering why people are barely apologizing at all and everybody seems like their toques are on too tight, that's probably the reason. While Lex is running away with his thing again, some of you people Uh. better get on the ball and stop him. Uh. He is in the lead with 10 points. (gasps) Uh, We have a three-way tie for second with six points each. That's Brian, Shelley, and Monty. Uh, Chip is in fifth with four. Glenn is in sixth with three. I got nothing. That's all right. I like it back here. And it's, uh, it's, I don't get lonely at all by myself with zero points. Not at all. All right. Moving on to round five. (laughs) Uh, the word for round five is absterge, absterge. That's a B S T E R G E absterge. Please send me your definition for absterge now. Hmm. Brian the spelling is ERG well,
2: I'm mine just in
0: shame
6: I'm just staring at this oh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I refuse to submit <laughs> Boy, if I had a nickel All right, all of the definitions are in for the round five word, which was absterge. I will read them now. one. An important ancestor.
1: Two. Lowering the anchor of a ship at sea. Three.
0: To wipe away, semicolon, cleans. Sorry, cleanse. (laughs) Words are hard. (laughs) They're dumb. We should get rid of them. You know what? I'm I'm going to express this next one in interpretive dance. Uh, 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 oh, wow. Now that didn't go as I was hoping. Uh, no, actually, four. A feeling of general malaise or agita, typically described as originating in the gut. Five. The ragged edge of a bolt of fabric or a failed rescue mission at sea.
1: <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: We got oh, two for there. That was Holy exceptionally cow. good.
0: Six, a small a small balcony. Don't mind me. I was thinking about something <laughs> funny I heard yesterday. Wow. Seven, <laughs> oh, man. a natural obstruction or blockage to the I flow of a more. body of water. And those are your options for the word Holy. absturge. <laughs> and wow. our selector for this round is... Uh, Monty
6: Well I have to respect the effort If somebody provided two separate Definitions and put an or in the middle of them A ragged edge of The ragged edge of a scrap of fabric Or a failed rescue mission Please Okay It's
0: all yours I think Maybe not, maybe everybody else loves it too Lex, what do you think? Could I hear the seventh definition one more time? You bet a natural obstruction
6: or blockage to the flow of a body of water. Uh, I'm just going to put it out there. I think the uh, double definition is going to be Glenn. Um Blockage <laughs> or important oh. ancestor, which are two very similar things. I'm going to go with important ancestor. Okay. Next up is Brian.
2: Steve, I've got a feeling of general malaise from the gut.
0: Do you? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry to hear that.
2: No, it's okay. I can uh, remove the natural obstruction to the flow of my body of water.
1: (laughs) Ooh, yeah.
0: Let's wait till you're off the podcast for that, please. All right, next up is Chip. Anchors away. I take it that means you wish to select lowering the anchor of a ship at sea. Sure, why not? Okay, you got it. Uh, Next up is Shelly.
4: Despite my extreme reservations, I will take the compound definition the fabric or the sea thing whatever it was I just no. I you know okay. I'm I was just wrong. Allow the liked to to attack me Okay,
5: you got it uh, and that leaves us with Glenn well I like to live on the ragged edge but I yeah. would
0: you like to take the answer that Lex is convinced is yours mm, that would be a big slap in the face I to Lex I feel like
5: that's <laughs> Lex trying to guide me and I also feel like a feeling of malaise with yes. Lex's definition for some mm. reason, so I'm going to choose wipe away semicolon cleanse.
6: That's <laughs> cleans.
1: Sorry, <laughs> Glen, Glens. It's
6: clean. I get it right, Lex Glenn. Went down, cleans,
5: please. All right,
0: so uh, let's start with Lex, who thought that absturge might be an important ancestor. That was actually Monty's important answer, so a point to Monty for that. That was based on
6: Abstergo, the company in the uh, Assassin's Creed games. Oh. Okay. Nice. Chip thought that
0: Absterge might be lowering the anchor of a ship at sea. That was actually Brian's answer.
2: I saw Triangle of Sadness, and I have not been able to stop thinking about uh, luxury cruise liners. I guess we're doing the director's commentary for all our responses now.
4: (laughs)
5: Exactly, right.
0: Ships ahoy.
4: Unless your answer doesn't get picked, in which case there's no director's commentary. Whoa. Well,
0: let's move over to uh Monty and Shelley, both of whom thought that Ab might be the ragged edge of a bolt of fabric or a failed rescue mission at sea. Lex was certain that was Glenn's answer. And uh Monty and Shelley were wrong. Glenn uh, Lex was right. That was in fact Glenn's <laughs> answer. So I threw caution to the wind.
5: Nice.
6: Great job. Thank yeah. You.
5: I've lost all hope.
0: Don't feel too good about it Lex because uh, Glenn correctly pegged the fact that He uh, sure did. A feeling of general malaise or agita typically described as originating in the gut was your answer. Thanks again Brian. That <laughs> was a point from Brian Hamilton to you.
1: <laughs>
0: Furthermore, Glenn thought that Sturge might be to wipe away; semicolon, cleanse. Hmm? And he was right. Was more points to Glenn's dog Glenn. Wow. For that. Wow. Lex drew you out. I think maybe that was the the nudge you needed Uh to to make your move in this game. But probably not. It's possible, though. (laughs) So um, after five rounds, we are in this configuration of scores. Wow. Uh, That could have been said more eloquently, possibly, but I'm not sure how. Lex is in the lead with 11 points, but he uh, didn't make much ground that time. So others have caught up to him a little bit. Uh, Tied for second with seven points each, Brian, Glenn, and Monty. Uh, Shelly's got six, Chip has four, I've got nothing. Oh, well.
1: Hello back here. Hey, Chip.
0: So, let's move on to round six, which, uh, oh my gosh, is this correct? It's the crazy round. Oh, no, no, the crazy round. And the word for the crazy round is this raccoon (laughs) raccoon that's spelled r-o-c-k-o-o-n raccoon please won't you send me your definitions for the word raccoon now this is probably a little unfair because glenn is probably looking at pictures of raccoons right now
5: as as one does (laughs) raccoons 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 and raccoons all the, all the uh, CKs. What are you doing here? What, 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 was, what was that? <laughs> are you just saying words? All the, all, all the variations on raccoon that you can do with the first vowel swapped out. Are you asking him, what's that, Monty? <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> I am
6: asking him,
0: oh, no. what's that?
1: What's that?
6: <laughs> what's it?
0: All right. All of the definitions are in for the round six word, which was raccoon. I will read them now. Raccoon. 1. To procrastinate. 2. A low one-person boat used for fishing in Indonesia. 3. A trapping device used to confine unwanted beetles. <laughs> Yeah, Ringo, we know
2: who you are.
5: I want my Beatles.
0: Four. A file cabinet locked with a numerical code. Five. A fossil fuel no longer used, as its supply on the planet has effectively been exhausted. Six. A small rocket fired from a hot air balloon
1: i get it wow wow Wow.
0: seven the amount of pan and a thing (laughs) or seven a small spiny fish historically hunted by indigenous people in what is now northern oregon is it more or less tasty though (laughs) more or less tasty than the chicken all right one of those is the definition for raccoon and uh we've gotten around to lex as the first <gasps> guesser so lex what you think
6: what, what the one the one that rhymed or whatever you said the rocket to the moon the rocket with a spoon whatever that one was i wanted <laughs> it rocket doesn't
0: balloon. rhyme but are you talking about a small rocket fired from a hot air balloon
6: rocket from a balloon that's the one <laughs> okay <laughs> it's all yours man it's like wasn't <laughs> it's an abbreviation uh, a contraction it's a contraction okay. that's my contention All right, we'll see how that works out for you, Brian.
2: Uh, I'd like to pick Lex's, please.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can put your name on Lex's. I just can't tell you which one it is. Yeah, sounds
2: great. Now, I'm going to do, I like that there's a lot of fishing related ones for this, but I think we all have Lake on the brain, so I don't think it's one of those. I'm going with a file cabinet locked with a numerical code.
5: Okay. Would you like to solve that code now?
1: Uh, for an extra point to one, win the two, grand three. prize
0: okay you've won the grand prize Yay. oh man everybody wanted that grand prize too all right next up is chip i'm feeling kind of low okay low and
3: Definitely. flat and i think i'm just going to go you'll out fit perfectly in, in this one person
0: boat i have found <laughs> all right uh Shelley.
4: I'm feeling like a uh, feeling like the rocket and the balloon has some onomatopoeia going on. Raccoon. I just I see it, I like it, I'm gonna take it.
0: Okay. Shelly and Lex in a balloon.
5: Glenn. <laughs> nope. I uh I really do like the trapping device for unwanted beetles, because the <laughs> phrasing is just del- delicious to say, but um, and also when you're eating beetles, it's nice to say, have something to say. Uh, but I think it's going to be a low boat to nowhere. Low boat in Indonesia, please. Okay. Chip, move over. Hey, careful. You'll tip it. Oh! I used to love that show, The Misadventures of Sheriff
0: Low Boat. Finest work. I thought he was on uh, that Star Wars movie. All right. Um, last to choose is Monty. Uh, Lobot.
6: That's good work. Thank
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a Tippett reference there. Phil Tippett? Lobot spelled backwards as toe ball.
6: Oh. Uh, a trapping device used to confine unwanted beetles, please. Okay. As opposed to those wanted beetles. <laughs> it's weird on. that I'm confining unwanted beetles. You'd think I'd confine the beetles I want, but the
0: rest of them run away. <laughs> You're a very complex man, Monty. <laughs> I don't understand everything you do, but I appreciate it. All right, cool, cool. Uh, that's everybody. That was, that, uh, that was quite a thing. Um, why don't we start with that uh, low one-person boat used for fishing in Indonesia? Oh, I... T- uh, strangely enough, there's two people in that boat, both Chip and Glenn. Uh, I was oh, It was advertised as a one-person boat, so it's got to be kind of uncomfortable. Not for Monty, though, because that was his answer.
5: Nice work. Boo. Very convincing.
0: Speaking of Monty, he, he went all in on that trapping device, used to confine unwanted beetles. I guess he likes his wanted beetles to be free range, which, you know, that's, that's nice. Uh, that was Shelly's answer, so a point to her. Brian thought that... Uh, Raccoon might be a file cabinet locked with a numerical code. He didn't really think that because that was his answer, although maybe he forgot that in
6: a couple of seconds. <laughs> I Between needed to not pick it Lexus. It was
2: the utmost priority for me to not pick Lexus, so I picked the only one I knew wasn't Lexus.
6: What was your second choice, Brian?
2: I didn't have one. I didn't like okay. of them. <laughs> In
0: case you're wondering, Lexus was the fossil fuel no longer used as its supply. No one on the planet has effectively been exhausted. But, uh, Dictionaries tend to not editorialize that. about fossil fuels. <laughs> Let's see though if Lex and uh, Shelley got points for guessing a small rocket fired from a hot air balloon. No. Oh. Which is ridiculous, and also the definition of raccoon. Oh, <laughs> nice.
1: I could
3: not be angrier. <laughs> wow. Oh
1: my nice. God.
6: I literally said my stupid reason for picking. <laughs> it wasn't so stupid after all, as
0: it turns out, because uh, you got points oh for that. God. It was ridiculous, I and
4: I love it.
6: All right,
0: Lex advanced slightly there with two more points. He is in the lead still with 13, maybe in striking distance. Like it's conceivable he could win this round. Probably not, but he's getting close. Uh, in second, tied with nine points each, Shelley and Monty. Uh, Brian and Glenn each have seven points. Chip oh. has four. I still got nothing. You're, uh, you're all getting too good at this game.
3: Steve, you're making me feel better about myself. Thank you.
0: Mm, that's what I aim to do, Chip. I'm all about making people feel better about themselves through comparison. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, I'm getting a little tired of words, so let's do something a little different this round. This is a round I call a Lost in Translation. Ooh. Uh, in this round, I'll give you the name of a well-known film and the name of a country. I would like you to send me the name by which that movie is known in that country.
4: Oh, dear God. For example, uh,
0: the movie Die Hard is known in Norway as Action Skyscraper, in Slovakia as A Deadly Trap, in Spain as Crystal Jungle, and in Greece as Too Hard to Die. I probably don't want to delve too deeply into that one. But boy, do I know how that goes. Uh, Now, with National Thesaurus Day (laughs) almost over, the next exciting holiday we have to look forward to is Valentine's Day, also known as my birthday. And with all the stores already full of my birthday stuff, it seemed like as good time as any to pick this movie, which is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory from 1971. And I would like you to tell me how that movie is referred to in the country of Denmark. So... Please send me the title of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory as it is known in Denmark. Now,
6: is it the Augustus Gloop Chronicle? <laughs> <laughs> they love him some Gloop. I mean, it could dinner. be.
2: It's the all Gloop episode.
0: <laughs> Oops, all Gloop. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was funny. a wash in Gloop. All right, all of the titles are in for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory in the country of Denmark. Something is rotten there. I've heard. <laughs> Surely they've so they it up p- by now. Well, so, uh, I will read them now. Here we go. One. The boy who drowned in chocolate sauce.
1: <laughs>
0: Two. Golden ticket. Three, international children love sweet candy. <laughs> Four, children's factory of doom. <laughs> Five, Willy Wonka Danes to conquer. <laughs> Dains spelled D-A-N-E-S. Huh. Six. Singing, dancing, sugar fiend. I'm sorry, sugar friend.
5: Both are good, though. Yeah.
0: Singing, dancing, sugar cleans. I get (laughs) a singing, dancing, sugar fiend sometimes, like when I'm trying to go to sleep. Singing, dancing, sugar friend. Seven. The crazy chocolate man. Those are your options for Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. The first to get to guess amongst them, oh, we're back around to the top, is Brian. No way.
2: This can't be one where I have to pick first, right? Of all these amazing movies that I want to see the American versions of.
0: (laughs) Mm. Uh, I wouldn't lie to you about something so important, Brian.
2: Thank you, Steve. I know I can trust you. International children love sweet candy, so I've heard.
0: Mm. Where did you hear that? Uh, Oh, Definition,
2: episode number 24.
0: Okay, there you go. Uh, Chip, how do you feel about international children and their love of sweet candy? I think they need a singing, dancing sugar friend. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Who doesn't, really? Uh, Shelly, you're up next.
4: Going with golden ticket.
5: Golden ticket for Shelly. All right, Glenn. My knowledge of the Danish is uh, they like stuff that's really direct, so I'm going with golden ticket, period, exclamation point.
0: My knowledge of the Danish extends as far as the song, Ooh, Eat Me, I'm a Danish. The novelty song based on Falco's <laughs> Rock Me, Amadeus. am so Oh, yeah. I have no way of confirming whether that's true or not. But I'll give you that answer anyway. Uh, Monty. um, Well, I would like to pick International Children Love
6: Sweet Candy, please. Okay. And that leaves Lex. I'm going to go with singing, dancing, sugar friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what I call you behind your back. All right.
0: Um, well, why don't we start with that one then? Chip and Lex both thought that Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory might be known as singing, dancing, sugar friend in the country of Denmark. Uh, that actually was Brian's answer. So two points to Brian bra the tables have turned our very own singing dancing sugar friend
2: (laughs) it's me the singing dancing sugar friend
0: glad i didn't wreck it by mispronouncing it Uh, i was very scared no one would
2: pick it but thank you for (laughs) picking it
0: (laughs) hey sometimes that works out um speaking of brian he and monty both thought that willy wonka and the chocolate factory might be known as international children love sweet candy which i'm certain is true uh but in fact that was glenn Hanging that candy out there for international oh. children to come enjoy. So two points to Glenn. Speaking Oops. of Glenn, he and Shelley both thought oh. that Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory might be known as Golden Ticket in Denmark, and they were wrong because that was oh. Monty's answer. Well <laughs> <Hey>, nice <laughs> job. Well done. Uh, which, uh, which leaves uh, several answers that were not picked. <gasps> Nobody picked Lex's The Crazy Chocolate Man. <laughs> Um, nor did they pick his answer that he didn't submit, because he didn't submit it, the crazy chocolate pedophile. <laughs>
5: uh, <laughs> I was going in that direction, too, I'm glad I didn't. Oh, man. I, I think it was implied in a lot of these answers, but not explicitly stated. <laughs> the, the Danish aren't that permissive that they would, you know, but you never know.
0: Nobody went with uh, Shelley's Willy Wonka Danes to conquer, although it's very oh, clever. Oh, that's good. I like that. Uh, nobody picked Chip's Children's Factory of Doom. <gasps> what? I can't Furthermore, nobody picked the correct title which is Darian Dadrokna i which translates to the I boy who it. drowned in chocolate sauce so <laughs> oh
1: man
5: it was in a in a way the Augustus Gloop Chronicles I should have picked that cuz like I say the Danish are direct they're like hey this movie what's it about the boy who drowned in chocolate Period. I
1: mean it, it
4: does home. feel like you're telling a little more of the movie than yeah. you want to but Augustus Gloop should
3: not
6: be in the title he goes out first. There's objectively the least of him of any of the children. Although I suppose in theory
4: you're like, okay, you've you've seen the title of the movie, more stuff is coming, stick with us.
0: But that is the one part of that movie that stuck with me in nightmares for the remainder of my life. Mm. I still have stuck in a pipe uh in in mind so maybe somebody saw the film and said that's probably the most memorable thing that's going to to uh to traumatize the children watching it the most although there are many many things (laughs) available in that film uh to discuss with your therapist 30 years later no no
5: they're they're fine they're fine they don't need to be shown at the end of the movie that they're fine just believe Willy wonka the man who lies about everything that's fine fine. they're fine i'm sure she didn't burn up in the furnace
0: trust your singing dancing friend after round seven, Lexus stalled. He's still got 13 Ooh. points. Monty is in. Second with 11. Uh, hot on Lex's heels. Uh, we have a three-way tie for third. Nine points each for Brian, Shelley, and Glenn. Ooh. I got points that round, so I now have five. I'm in sixth place. Uh, Chip, um, how are you enjoying the, the back of the train there, Chip? You comfortable?
3: You were taking such good care of me before, Steve. I know.
0: And now you just left me behind. I'm sorry. Literally. I'm sure in this round you will,
5: you will rapidly pass me, so don't worry about it. I recommend you jump on a Zardozi and light the raccoon. All
0: right, so uh, let's move on to round eight. And round eight is another listener word. Woo! Hey, oh, listener, listener word. We love our listener words.
1: Oh, listener word.
0: Actually, this one comes to us from listener Chintas, I think. I'm not certain how to pronounce that, but uh, it's the best I'm going to do. And the word is ossicone. Ossicone. That's spelled O-S-S-S-I-C-O-N-E. O-S-S-I-C-O-N-E. Mm. Ossicone. Why don't you send me the definitions pervert. for
5: the word ossicone? <laughs> now, please ask your sugar friend about it. <laughs> Brian, I really like that answer a lot. Thank you. I liked your answer. All of them were good, but that was... Singing, dancing, sugar friend is just like... That sounds like a great... Like bad Saturday morning cartoon adaptation of Willy Wonka, that would be really fun.
2: <laughs> My theory is that the uh, Danish saw Psycho and loved so much the uh, subversion of expectations that all movie titles since have been uh, like the boy that drowned in chocolate. A single scene that has
5: a lot before and a lot after. <laughs> That's great. Alright, and
0: in this particular round, um, two of the answers that are submitted were very much alike, and so I've combined the two of them. Anybody who votes for the remaining answer will be voting technically for two people, because they'll each get a point. So, these are the definitions available for the word ossicone. One. A bone spur or other genetic bone protrusion. Two. A regular waveform of indeterminate
1: length. 3. A natural drain made of stone.
0: 4. A semi conical structure used to create a flexible valve, primarily used to control the flow of water or other liquids in manufacturing
1: processes. 5. A kid's toy in the shape of a robot.
0: Or six, a skin-covered, bony protrusion on the head
1: of a giraffe. Those are your available answers for the word ossicone, and our first
0: guesser this round is Chip. Could you please repeat the semi-conical
3: structure one?
0: Sure. I have all night. (laughs) A semi-conical structure used to create a flexible valve, primarily used to control the flow of water or other liquids in manufacturing processes. It's a bone spur
3: or protrusion. I just like hearing you read definitions.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that, Chip. All right. um, Next up is Shelly.
1: As
4: much as I like having Chip read definitions... I'm going to go with uh, the thing on the head of a giraffe.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Next up is Glenn.
5: Hmm. These are uh, fascinating ones. Besides Brian's, which was the a, a kid's toy robot one. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming at this time of the night, but maybe I'm wrong. I like the regular waveform. That really speaks to me, but I think it's I think it's the giraffe. Skin bone belief thing. Skin covered skin bone protrusion. belief. That's my favorite uh, motivational bone. tome.
1: Skin,
5: skin covered bony protrusion.
6: <laughs> on I was going to say it's please. like a
4: sort of a performance art piece, but I think you're you're on it. You've huh. got it right.
6: That was the rejected original title for Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> That's,
0: <right. laughs> That's a much better construction of that joke. Well done, Monty.
4: Yes,
0: agreed. Um, speaking of Monty, it's your turn to guess. Oh, um, um. Well,
6: I also think it's a skin-covered bony protrusion on the head of a giraffe. Okay, you would. Yeah, I would, and I do. What do you think of that? Oh. Uh, I think it's wow. great, Lex. What do you think of that? Well, there's there's two bone spur answers, and I'm gonna stick my neck out, giraffe style, and go with a giraffe one. Okay, and that brings us around to Brian.
2: As much as I like the very carefully thought-out answer, a kid's toy in the shape of a robot,
1: I am going yes. with a
2: skin-covered uh, protrusion of a draft.
0: Okay. So we have multiple bony protrusions available.
5: <laughs> oh, no. Uh,
0: Chip hopped on the bone spur or other genetic bone protrusion, the less specific of the two. Harsh. uh that actually was lex's answer so there's another point to lex it also happened to be glenn's answer so uh-huh. point to glenn as well
6: could we hear glenn's phrasing of that answer
0: uh it was straight up bone spur <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he didn't have to fancy it up like some people bone spur <laughs> <laughs> trying to mix straight it up, up bones spur. all right then, uh, every single other person that means Shelly, Glenn, Monty, Lex, and Brian went with a skin-covered, bony protrusion on the head of a giraffe. And in fact, that is the definition of oh, the ah, yes. right on. So, the wow, points every which somewhere.
4: way. Can't fool us with the giraffes.
3: No, no, no. So much protrusion.
4: All right. So uh, after
0: that round, um, Lex is definitely within striking distance. Now, he's looking at that repeat. He's eyeing it hungrily. Mm. He has that... He has that grand prize in his sights. Uh, He's got sixteen points. Uh, Monty is in second with thirteen. Glenn has twelve. Brian and Shelly tied with eleven. I still have five. Chip still has four. Chip, I kind of feel like we're stagnating back here. I don't know about you.
3: I'm marinating anyway.
0: Oh, marinating. (laughs) Are you are marinating in what exactly? Chocolate sauce. Uh, Uh, Sure. Okay. Um, All right. Well. Uh, glad we had this talk. Uh, let's move on to round nine. <laughs> let's do something a little different this round. Let's do... Ah, uh, oh, you knew it was coming. Let's do a round of Goo Complete Me. Oh, yeah. You know Yay. this works. I do type something me? into Google. Google, in a valiant effort to save me from having to press 15 more keys, suggests some possibilities or for goo. what I might be about to type. Uh, the kids call it autocomplete, uh, and it probably reflects the most popular things that other people have previously searched for. In this case, I want you to tell me what the top autocomplete suggestion was when I typed this phrase into Google. How do I get rid? How do I get rid? Which please send me your autocomplete suggestions for the phrase, how do I get rid
5: now? Yeah, as Charlie pointed out, this is the, the uh, goo episode. We have all kinds of goo on this episode.
4: So much goo. Lots of goo my keyboard stuff. Or, oh, there it goes. There's goo in my keyboard.
5: Oh, <laughs> gross. Is that what came in that package?
4: Apparently. Oh, we'll talk about the package later. No, it was rat traps, but it's a little... Oh, so rat traps, them, of course. in general. Oh, rat traps. All right. All of the autocomplete
0: suggestions are in for the phrase, How do I get rid... I will read them now. One. How do I get rid... Of fruit flies? Two. How do I get riding on a horse? (laughs) Three. How do I get rid of ants? Four. How do I get rid of unsightly blemishes? (laughs) Five. How do I get rid of my in-laws? Six. How do I get rid of cat hair? <laughs> or seven. How do I get rid of bed bugs? One of those is the top autocomplete suggestion provided by Google to the phrase "How do I get rid?" And uh, first to get to decide which of those it is is Shelly.
4: Ah, uh, let's let's go with how do I get rid of ants.
5: Next is Glenn. Uh, I I would not like to know how to get rid of my in-laws because they were lovely people, but I would like to choose the entry, how do I get rid of my in-laws?
1: Okay. Next up is Monty. Uh, how do you get rid of ants? Um, You
5: marry them up with an uncle. Oh. it seems like how you create ants. How do you solve a problem like ants?
6: Alright, next is Lex. I don't want to get rid of my bed bugs because they're lovely, but I'm gonna go with bed bugs. <laughs> uh, I think you mean uh um uh
5: what's the word for bed bugs in Yiddish? It's uh Vance. Okay. Vans.
4: Blessed it in Denmark.
5: The more you know.
2: Uh Brian, I think it's between bed bugs and fruit flies.
0: Uh fruit flies. Bedbugs and Fruit Flies was my favorite uh, late-era Disney Angela Lansbury right. piece. <laughs> Sequel did not do as well. All right. Uh, you said Fruit Flies, Brian? Yeet.
1: Yeet? Yes. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. You know,
6: you know how you can just type Y or N sometimes? Probably <laughs> bring that into tech, into speech. I thought, he said,
5: I thought he said yeet, like the youth do. It's the way
4: the kids say
5: it. Uh, the
0: kids. You know the kids. I mean, auto-completes and their auto completes and
4: their yeets. Okay.
3: Uh, chip <laughs> I'm torn between the ants and the bedbugs. they're both so adorable, mm-hmm. so persistent
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: I live in the south. it's ants okay
5: White red ants
0: all right, um let's start with uh Lex, who thought that um how do I get rid of bed bugs was the most chosen auto-complete move suggestion. the answer. What's that?
6: Move is the answer. <laughs>
0: oh, I thought you said move. Like, burn your pretty house pretty down. Pretty sure that won't
2: work. Bring a cow into
0: the picture. Yeah, burn the whole thing down. Uh, launch into space and nuke the whole thing from orbit. Um, no, actually, that was Shelly's answer. So mm, point well, to Shelly. Uh, oh. Lex does not get any closer to winning the game, uh, which is great. Uh, Glenn <laughs> thought it was, how do I get rid of my in-laws?
1: Mm.
0: That actually was Monty's answer. So good Aww. job, Monty. <laughs> I've heard a lot of boomers use Google, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Sure. Uh Brian thought about bed bugs and instead went with how do I get rid of fruit flies? And he was absolutely correct. That <gasps> is the top autocomplete yes. entry. Ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. For how do I get rid? Um and that leaves Shelly, Monty, and Chip Oof. who thought, How do I get rid of ants was the correct answer. Um that's Not the correct answer as we've already noted, but it was the correct answer to give Lex the win because that was his answer. So three points to Lex. That gives him nineteen
4: points and makes him the sole winner of the 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 game in back-to-back games. That's Good a work. We've been lexed, everyone.
0: Uh, you've been lexed again. <laughs>
4: no, no one thought Google. I almost
5: put, how do I get rid of a dead body? I just thought, that's probably. I was there, too. And almost I was like, no. You're making to... a mountain out of an anthill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> Steve omitted
2: of, of, and so I jumped on my chance to do riding on a horse. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's good. No, that's uh, that that's sometimes works. Our last one was exactly that. There's Somebody added an S to a word. and uh, Anyway, now you might not have been too far off with how I got rid of a body because some other autocompletes that came up when I typed that phrase were how do I get rid of hiccups? How do I get rid of dandruff? How do I get rid of a UTI? How do I get rid of my dog's mange? And oh my. my personal favorite, how do I get rid of the odor down there?
5: Oh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. oh, dear Oh, those oh, basement uh, Which I hope was unrelated it.
0: to the how do I get rid of my dog's mange
5: uh, <laughs> question, but
0: <laughs> you never know.
5: My dog has mange.
0: Been- so that's it. Congratulations, Lex. Uh, and thus, despite our better judgment, we have once again completed a game of low definition. Thanks for sticking with us to the bitter end, and thank you especially to my players, Brian Hamilton, Chip Sutterth, Shelley Brisbane, Glenn Fleischman, Monty Ashley, and of course, our two-time champion, Lex Friedman... If you run across a weird word or come up with a fun round idea, hey, why not drop us a line at lowdefgs at gmail.com? The GS stands for Gene Siskel. Uh, Please (laughs) don't send a whole dictionary. Your words are much more likely to end up on the show if you whittle it down to one or two really great words. Uh, We're also still at lowdefgs on Twitter for some reason. We almost never tweet, but if it gives you a sense of satisfaction to follow us, I say go for it, man. Do your thing. Uh, And that's it for us. Until next time, this is your host, Steve Lutz, saying, Raccoon, brother.